0: From his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the, match. He did the monster mash. match.
1: It was a graveyard smash.
2: He did the match. It caught on It was a flash. graveyard smash. No. <laughs> it caught on in a flash. <laughs> <laughs> the you the cast. We're back. Episode 175. Halloween special 2018, shout out uh, once again, as always, to Thomas D for that one remix of Monster Mash he sent me years ago that I use whenever Halloween rolls around. What are your thoughts on the Monster Mash in general? <laughs> you got uh, thoughts about digging anything else? You know what,
0: though, I haven't listened to it a long time, but I put Halloween songs on for my son the other day. It was the first time I found it kind of cute again <laughs> from when I was little. But, no.
2: It's like the only Halloween, like the only official Halloween theme song, right? It's mm-hmm. the one like the official song of Halloween. People like
3: it on Halloween. Do you like it? It's fine. (laughs) I'm glad it exists. I don't listen to it. You know what I mean? But it serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. It does. It
2: does serve a purpose. Welcome back, folks. We, the Unicast, also serve a purpose, and that is bringing you content and entertainment every week. We're so happy to have you back. I, of course, uh, am your host and producer, Sam Femilar, joined, as always, by lovely and charming Heather Waz on my left. Heather Waz, what's up? Hi. How's your uh, How's your Halloween weekend? Um, I spent how's your... The
0: whole time trying to find a costume for my son.
2: You still have you not found one yet?
0: I'm supposed to make one, and it's not working What's out. What's it gonna be? What he, is wants, it? he wants two things. He either wants to be a planet, or a he wants planet. to be a chicken.
3: <laughs> Those are both. So which one are you
2: leaning towards? Here? Uh, I, I
0: feel like the planet will be the easier one. I can Probably,
2: make... probably. Yeah, you need a sphere of some kind, or just a cardboard. Cir- That's what I did for a kid at school. I made him an emoji costume. You circle in the. You do a circle on the front, and you put the, over the shoulders. Gun. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Done. No, I've done that before. Yeah. Done. Teachers. Ta- no, I didn't teachers. do
0: anything fun. I watched everybody dress up and do stuff, and I go, remember when we used to dress up? and We would do things on the weekend.
2: Oh, were you feeling nostalgic for partying? I feeling sad. Let me tell you, I had, I went to a party on Saturday, and I enjoyed it. I probably good, had good too you. much fun, and I was very lazy and lackadaisic on Sunday, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh, I, I haven't seen too many killer Halloween costumes. Kids always have good costumes. I was going to say, you're outdoorsy. Why don't you and Zach make him a little uh, lumberjack? That'd be pretty good. I like...
0: want to be that. I want him to put something on he wants to be in.
3: Mm, see, you're giving he your kids to be... too much freedom. He wants to be a player? No, no chance. you got to let the kid pick. Nah. You can't be like, He's, here's how your old costume. He?
0: He's two. Nah, two. He, says, he said he wants to be a chicken or a planet. I have to give it to him. All right. It's important
2: to develop It's autonomy. not about me, it's about him. Okay, (laughs) developing autonomy to my right uh joining us as always kevin sullivan the autonomous planet to his own look at him he's just (laughs) off on the side that's right (laughs)
3: that's right planet x
2: Uh, i thought of a couple things uh i have i have to tell you uh we need to get candy for the studio, because the, the time is rapidly
3: approaching. Uh, to which I will say the same I do every year. Do we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do go we. through a lot of candy in this neighborhood. But do, but do we have to?
2: Well, this is where I bring in the bad news. I actually have class on Halloween during, like, prime trick-or-treating territory. So my friend, it's probably just going to be you here dealing with the, the rogue uh. trick-or-treaters on Halloween, at least for the early portions of the evening.
3: Uh, that's what you think. Jokes on you. I don't think I'll be here either. So, oh, no.
0: oh. is this a popular street? Yes. We get nobody got yeah. We.
2: No matter how much candy I think I got, where I'm like, yeah, there's gonna be some left over for your old pal Sam, there's never any candy left over. Let me ask you a question, by the way. What piece of candy do you give on Halloween? You'll show up.
0: Well, I normally would give one, but because we have like four kids, I give handfuls. Mm-hmm.
2: Handfuls? <laughs> so you're shoveling it <laughs> like, in. Like, I'm there.
0: just like, here you go, because we're gonna see four kids. <laughs> and I'm on a popular road. I thought we were going to be busy.
2: Nope. Nope. Kev, what's your thoughts? What are you giving away? Uh, one piece per kid. One piece per kid. Yeah, What absolutely. if it's like a little tiny dum-dum pop? What, then whatever. That's if fun. that's what you
3: chose to get, <laughs> that's how you choose to disperse it. Mm. See, I always feel guilted into giving two things. Why is it? No. See, I don't know. that's I why you're see. running out of candy, because you're eating it and giving away handfuls at a time. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very scary Spider-Man costume. Here's a third <laughs> of the candy.
0: It's hard.
2: Uh, Yes, so I have class on Halloween. I have to give a presentation with a group of people. Are you going to go in costume? Well, that's the real question, (laughs) is it not? That's the important question here, uh, is whether or not I go in costume to class. I think that I should... I'm into it. I'll just wear that dinosaur onesie I wore for the party I went to this weekend. That's a pretty no. low effort costume. It <laughs> oh, yeah, looks low effort. <laughs> it's super low
3: effort. I don't know if it's a it good... It sounds
0: like a dinosaur.
3: I don't know if it's a good <laughs> costume. No. It's, no, it's not no. like a good no. costume. It's like pajamas. The bar for good costume is so high. Like, You really got to bring it if mm-hmm. you want to be considered to have a good, good costume. They can tell that you're mailing it in.
2: I okay, so here's uh, I'll give a good example. I went to a Halloween party this weekend, and I happened to run into uh, great Gfop uh, brother of the pod Andy Sullivan. Yes, and Andy was Al Borland from uh, Home Improvement, uh, Tim's sidekick, the bearded guy. And he had it was very straightforward costume with a plaid shirt and like slacks, but it's the details, right? He had the tool belt. But inside each of the compartments of the tool belt were, like, party things. He had coasters and bottle openers and dog treats for the pets. So whenever he's walking around, he's just yeah. handing out stuff to people. And he's doing all sorts. I was like, wow. that's a, that's that's a So it's the details. That's the key to a little. I saw some things I liked at this Halloween party. I saw some things I didn't like. Can I say something right now? Ladies. You can't all be sugar skulls for Halloween. You can't all have that same face paint. I'm just going to throw it out there. It looks nice. Everyone does a good job. I saw about 90% of the people who were there wearing some form of that costume. That's Mm -hmm. this year's Fortnite. And it's Fortnite, Spider-Man. I think
3: Fortnite is this year's Fortnite.
2: Fortnite is this year's Fortnite. And we'll have to talk. We're going to get to that later. I I did some research about Halloween costumes for this year. So we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm trying to think. Uh, GFOP Kate Riley actually won the costume contest at the party. Yeah, she was Chucky. And she had the real, like, face scars that looked really gross and disgusting when you got up close to them. It's a lot of effort. Um, I I wore the dinosaur costume. It's pretty lazy. Do you guys have costumes on deck if you have to go to a party, like, tomorrow? <laughs> You, yeah, last minute Halloween party shows up. What are you going as? Exactly,
0: because we make ours every year. You make them every we year. We always make them, and I have this mummy one that's still it's like this <laughs> sexy mummy girl. A sexy mummy, <laughs> it's still in the package. It is says right on there, <laughs> and I'm like, it's just sitting in the package, and I'm like, will I ever <laughs> 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 have to bag a put
3: this thing on? Uh, that's pretty good. Kev, okay, what could you pull together last minute? Um, I mean I've got that terrifying bird mask. <laughs> yes, the it's bird around mask. around here somewhere, the full rubber head bird mask. It's hidden in the bench because I don't want it to scare people. Uh sure. And also, <laughs> um you're always like seven to eight dollars away from a Jason mask. And so I feel oh, yeah. like I can yeah. always slap on a Jason mask like, and some dirty clothes and just <laughs> You know, get after it. You're very intimidating, Jason. We've talked about this
2: many yeah, times. because
3: be yeah, it's It works scary. well. I wanted to go. I would like to get a gang together. Maybe we'll do it next year for Halloween. You get all the different slasher movie characters. Yeah. Like I'll be Jason. We'll get somebody from Michael Myers. Same. You can be Freddy, because I feel like it'd be a good compliment. That's that before. Parkinson be Chucky. We can get somebody to be <laughs> Pinhead, and we'll get the whole squad, and we just roll up, like, you know, Leatherface, just all the slashers.
2: I'm into that. Together. Uh, I saw That's that. awesome. I saw that. Was it the Celtic Harp had the WWE costume yeah, yeah. night?
3: Yeah, WWE classic era costume night. That's pretty good. I always like to see a good wrestling costume. Was, if it there. wasn't, I'm sure that it was insane down there. And I never made it because there was a lot going on this weekend anyway. But if it wasn't so busy, I would like to have gone and seen all the costumes. But that place on an average Saturday night is shoulder to shoulder. So I'm sure on Halloween, yeah. like they had a okay. tent outside and a band outdoors and everything, I think. So it was a huge party, as mm-hmm. always, for those guys. Yeah. Uh, so,
2: I here's what I did. I, I have some spooky content sort of filtered in between different segments in this week's episode. I have some really uh, mid-level, <laughs> low-end Halloween trivia. So, I figure if we get into any news discussions that we get a little overwhelmed with, just let me know. We can take a little break. I'll hit you off with some Halloween trivia. If and
3: news to the Halloween show. Yeah. CC. Yeah, yeah, some news
2: to the Halloween show. Well, I feel like we need to talk about the elections are, uh, the midterm elections are on November 6th. They are. Go depending, vote. Depending on when you're listening to this, they're eight to seven to six days away. I don't know. It depends when you listen to this show. It's close. So get ready to vote. It's get ready to vote. Uh, last week's guest, Anthony Brindisi, it was nice to him to uh, give us some time. I can tell it's getting toward the midterm elections because we got a lot of traffic on that episode because he was on like, more sense. than usual, um, which is nice. Uh, so for anyone who came listening, uh, looking to listen for more politics-based content, prepare to listen to the Bad guy. News. Yeah, Bad news. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> is a very Halloweeny, spooky-themed episode. Uh, but I did want to mention, uh, I missed the debate that happened at Colgate um, between uh, Claudia Tinney and uh, Anthony Brindisi last week. And uh, you can go watch the... You can go watch the entire debate on spectrum news on their website but i think it's interesting that they they did this they did this conversation debate forum whatever you want to call it at colgate and it was covered by spectrum claudia tinney went to colgate and then bashed (laughs) colgate in the news and anthony brindisi crushes spectrum on the news all the time it seemed like kind of a loss loss for everybody involved (laughs) it's so weird i was like why they pick these really like conflating locations for it um from what I heard about the exchange, uh, the the debate, and again, I did not have a chance to watch it yet because I've just been really busy. But I, I do have it saved. Um, I heard it was very contentious to the point where the moderators sort of struggled to to keep them from just sort of going back and forth. And I guess that sort of speaks to how this election has sort of gone. Uh, we didn't talk about. Did you know Eric Trump was here last week? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Try to forget. <laughs> I
2: didn't know. Um. There was a most recent poll that came out right before the, uh, right before the debate, and it, is the, it was the Siena College Research Institute, Research Institute poll. If you want to get into a really good article about it, go to ucpublicaffairs.com with our good friend Luke Perry, who does the writing over there. Uh, what I thought was sort of interesting is Brindisi is up 46 to 45 with a 4.7 margin of error. So it's as yeah. close to a toss-up as you can get. I thought, I guess on my initial looks, it shows that uh, Anthony is behind in Herkimer, Oneida, and Oswego counties, which I thought was kind of... Shocked. I, I, it's funny you say that, because I actually was kind of shocked when I first thought of it. When I looked at it, then the more I thought about it, I guess it's really not that yeah, shocking. I
3: yeah, would... what do you mean? Those are all the, the like, farm yeah. counties. And I went
0: through Oneida to have lunch with my... Cousin Sarah, and it was Claudia Tenney all the way through. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. I first was thinking, I was thinking of Shaq, but yeah.
3: you forget because everywhere you live and go is is peppered with dizzy signs. You know, you stay inside the city, you go for the most or part. Our bubble.
4: <laughs> yeah, for real.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple, of t- uh, three big takeaways
2: that uh, Luke said in his article about it were one that late deciders are going to be pivotal to the final stretch. There's still a good percentage of people who are like on the other and not decided side of the fence, nine percent and ten percent at the moment. Um. Anthony has a significant lead with independence. That seems like a good thing. I don't know if that's going to brush out to anything in the end, but that seems good because last year I feel like independence turned out a little bit for Martin Babineck at the last election, I feel like. With the, I don't know. That was did just my they? thoughts. It seemed like they did. I don't know if, I don't know. That was just my thought. I don't know the numbers. Um, and number three is that Tenney's still sort of lagging in Republican support. Uh, this is after Richard Hanna came out and endorsed uh, sure, Anthony Brindisi. Yeah. Uh, so those are his three takeaways. If you want to read more about him, check out GFOP, Luke Perry's coverage of it. Uh, I just have a thought about this. And I some people talk about it all the time. You think that, like, uh, Election Day—I guess this isn't, like, a big—it's like. It's not, like, Presidential Election Day, but, like— sh- it Shouldn't be a national holiday like voting day, should they? Of
3: course, it yeah. should every single Are one, though. You, like, mid- same, yeah, midterm ones, too. 100%. I'm, not, I'm just, yeah, yeah no, I mean. I think if they give you trash, like, like Columbus Day or whatever other day off, yeah, <laughs> Arbor, you can yeah. make every single every two years it'll be okay if everybody has yeah. a Tuesday okay. off, yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, the yeah. same rate, the same way that people should automatically be registered and get a free national ID when they turn 18, mm. you should automatically be registered upon your 18th birthday. And make it easier so everybody can vote. And yeah, make it a day off so everybody can get there.
2: Mm. I'm surprised nobody, no president in the past has done that. just It seems like an easy... You wouldn't be able to get it through. You don't think so? Oh, my yeah. God, no. Yeah? No, no chance. It feels like... It seems like an, an easy-to-sell like PR win. Like, voting for everybody should be an easy sell if you're a politician, I
3: feel like. For some of them.
2: For some of them, right, yeah.
0: Some of them don't want people able to vote. Well, yeah.
2: That's <laughs> true, and you've seen a lot of stories. That's kind of... Uh... Uh, yeah. All right, well, we can move on from that. Um, I didn't get a chance to really look at these either because, again, this grad school has been killing me. Did you guys see that Mohawk Valley Health Systems released drawings of the planned downtown hospital design? I did see that. I did, yeah. It's very, it's much more
3: modern looking than I expected. The, the, it's tough because it's an architectural drawing, so I wish that the drawings they released would show it in context. Of yeah, the rest of the buildings around it, because if yeah. you do an architectural release, you don't get to see, and it would seem a lot more like real and easier to picture if they had like you know the other buildings in the background yeah. or where they would be. Yep. but yeah, it's a it's a sharp looking building.
2: Yeah. We'll so there you go, Downtown hospital building looking pretty good on paper. Um, all right, and let's just sort of. Where are we at? 13 minutes? I guess I got two more segments. I guess we can run into this. Um, Let's go through just the news of the week that passed, and we'll do this in short account. It's a lot of really, like, dark, scary news this week. Every time we get up. (laughs) Yeah, but particularly, like, this was supposed to be our, our, like, spooky Halloween episode, and we've gotten into, like, the horrifying reality of the world we live in instead, but... um, so between all the uh, attempted mail bombings, uh, there's also uh, seven killed in a Pittsburgh synagogue massacre earlier this week. Really horrible stuff. Um, we talk about this all the time. I'm not going to say thoughts and prayers. I'm just going to say this is it's a downer. And uh, really, I was reading, listening to the Daily uh, New York Times podcast about it, and it's it's it seems avoidable all the time whenever you read about things like this. But I don't know. It's just hard to put into words. Any other thoughts on that for you guys? No. All right, moving on. Um, oh god, the Red Sox won the World Series. That's the other horrifying. True, oh, yeah. I'm actually gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that for later. Uh, oh yeah, someone finally won the Powerball. We didn't win. That was the other thing I was gonna say. The uh, podcast is still here, guys. We didn't, did. You go buy one? I did buy a Powerball. <laughs> okay. I did not buy a Mega Millions. Can I tell you why? Because I don't buy <laughs> I don't buy lottery tickets all that often. And I walked in, and there was a line of people. I'm sure. And I did not want to be that guy who's like, so what do I do? <laughs> Shh, so what do I just pick a bunch of numbers? Seven, seven, <laughs> ten, seven. They're like, you can't do any of those. That's not No, I'm like, all right. So, no, I bought the Quick Pick Powerball, but I didn't win. Uh, um,
0: obvious. Or maybe, yeah, did. maybe
2: I did <laughs> Yeah, maybe I did. This is just a, f- a false podcast to like See? put you guys off the scent. Uh, yeah, so I didn't uh, – I didn't – uh, win the lottery. Oh, oh. sorry, I thought. Oh. I two weeks oh. in the weeks Sorry, i sorry. Well, you want to take, if it's oh, someone. Oh, no, no, yeah. No, it's
0: my son. If alarm, you've got a
2: phone call, to it's an alarm for
0: myself. We stand
2: behind. You
0: guys.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like when someone calls me on the pod and I get Start to answer off. it. That's a fun one. Um, other than that, uh, I do have one Trump story this week. It's not even a news one. Uh, last night, uh, after the Red Sox won the World Series, Trump tweeted his disgust with Los Angeles Dodgers manager Dave Roberts for the way that he managed the game. Uh, To be fair. Got a point. He's got a point. point. Dave (laughs) Roberts did not do it. And the final, the only thing I'm going to say, the the only thing I'm going to say, I always tell the truth. The only thing I'm going to say about that is this. I blame the NFL again here. If the NFL had just let Donald Trump by the Buffalo Bills instead of becoming president. Oh. Uh, we could have had Donald Trump live tweeting Bills games right now, and I could have gotten some enjoyment out of this instead of the nightmare hellhole we exist in now. A.K.A.
3: the Bills are still terrible.
2: Bills are still terrible, and my life is worse. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, guys, I was going to run through this, uh, this article I read today about uh, cryptozoology about regional monsters now, see, I'm into that. Are you guys into yes. this? This, this yeah. is Halloween yes. content. Well Halloween content this is Halloween. Episode okay. Content. All right. okay. So these are ten For different God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Well I was trying well, I was trying to find an upstate New York like regional like monster creature. Mm-hmm. There's only one that sword accounts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um there was the one that like the one that lives in the lake. Nope. Above above us, isn't that one? Lake Champlain <laughs> Yeah, is what? that...
0: There's a monster Yeah. Champ,
2: the sea monster. Yeah, that's... Stop Lake Stop
0: Champlain. It.
2: Yeah, here he is. Yeah, Champ from Lake Champlain. Uh, he's the Loch Ness Monster's American oh, cousin.
0: That's where
2: the, Loch no, the Loch Ness Monster's from? No, the Loch Ness Monster's from Loch Ness in Scotland. Oh, yes. see how much I know. See, Champ Sorry. is from Lake Champlain. <laughs> Get it? Got Champlain. it.
0: Yeah, I got it. I got it.
2: Every August, they hold Champ Day, which is held in Port Henry, New York, to honor the Lake Champlain creature. They even have their own baseball team, the Vermont Lake Monsters, which I remember from when I was a bat boy for the Utica Blue Sox. Uh, so there you go. That's one for you. There's also the Dover Demon from Dover, I'm Massachusetts. In that one. You like the Dover Demon? <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never heard of this one. I assume it's sort of like the Jersey Demon, right? Another Jersey one Jersey Devil,
3: very similar. Yeah. How
2: about the Pope Monster from Pope Kentucky?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a goat man sheep. Stop. No, yeah. I, I didn't make it up it's, goat, I mean. it's, like, it's like a goat man Like a skinwalker Yeah, Like the Navajo out. skinwalkers Read about them
2: uh, Don't look straight at him If you spot the Pope Lake monster On the railway trestle Where he's known to hang That's out That's
3: actually true With all goat man based monsters You're not supposed to look at him It's true can't. It's
2: true The mere sight of the wretched mm-hmm. beast Is known to have deathly effects uh-huh. uh, What do you guys know about the Mothman? From the West Mothman. Virginia. Oh, yeah. Uh, most of these sightings were in the 60s, but there was a sighting back in 2007. I never saw the movie The Mothman Prophecy starring Richard Gere, but I know that was a thing. Worth a, yep. yep. uh, worth a watch. Is it good?
0: Yep.
3: Worth a watch. Is. Plus.
0: It's like one of those movies you just keep watching because you need just to watch.
3: It's not going to change your life, mm-hmm. but no. they definitely uh, they create a pretty unsettling, tense mm-hmm. atmosphere. It's pretty bleak. So yeah, they're doing an alright
2: job. You can get a, a little mechanisms of how my mind works. Um, this monster is from West Virginia, with the Mothman, which is where the new Fallout game is set, which is how I ended up getting around to the story in the first place. But there's also another monster from West Virginia that we're going to come back to in a little bit. So West Virginia has two regional monsters. Two, wow. count them, yeah, two, yeah, two <laughs> regional monsters. The Jersey Devil from New Jersey, very, very uh, famous. Very famous. How about the beast, the Beast of Bladenboro in North Carolina? A furry fanged beast, a bloodthirsty cryptid known to snatch up your dog, break its jaw, and suck out its blood. Not what you want to see. It's uh, the, People say it's probably just a cougar. Yeah. They assume it's a cougar. What about the Loveland frog from o- Ohio? You know about the Loveland frog? It's a four foot tall humanoid frog I want, lizard. I want to
0: see that
2: one. That's, I feel well, like. Be the last thing you ever see. <laughs> I feel like a four foot frog is quite a sight. Like, it's not like you see a four foot like, wolf man in your house, you're like, ah! You see a four-foot
3: frog, you're like, huh. I don't know.
0: It doesn't seem very frog's
3: simple. almost tougher to deal with because you gotta like with a wolf man, you've got a better idea of what you're expecting. With a four-foot four fr- frog, you spend a lot of time in the brain calibrating, like, wait a minute, what am I even how's that thing even gonna move? <laughs> it's got a big is tongue. That gonna yeah, does it
0: doesn't have a big tongue? Is it gonna just Is that gonna right? hop? Uh
2: I don't know. It doesn't say it creeps around on two webbed feet. Yep. Yeah. As you expect. It's only offensive quality is it smells like almonds. Stop. And no, no, I really look, like I, that? this is what it says on Weird. here. Uh, I, I didn't write it. Uh, the Flatwoods Monster from West Virginia. A green humanoid creature with a red face and a head shaped like an ace of spades. A lot of people believe this is the second flying saucer sighting in United States history in 1952 behind Roswell, New Mexico. So mm-hmm. there you go. The second alien sighting. The Bray Road Beast in Wisconsin, which is just a werewolf. They say it's a werewolf, probably a wolf. And the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp in South Carolina. Unsurprisingly, he is a half-man Half-lizard, he is incredibly tall, and he has scaly, sticky feet and clings to sewer walls. Yep. He is best known for wreaking havoc on a teenager as he drove home late at night in 1988, which seems kind of late era for a monster of myth to be coming out and attacking people and at <laughs> teenagers. I Different
3: feel time I like. in the late 80s. Uh, yeah, so there you go. You'll notice that the all the cryptids, all the crypto animals here, have stopped showing up as soon as everybody got camera phones. Yes. yes. It's almost like they knew. All it's, of a sudden, you're not seeing <laughs> any Bayboro beasts or, you know, Champ <laughs> Wendigos or any do you, of the Do you remember the stuff? when Steve found that
2: cryptid up the road from us and he took the video of it on the internet? The fox with the disease? Yeah, it's a yeah. mange fox, but he found uh, a video. It's a fox with mange. But it looked very horrifying. And I feel like True. if you put it up there and on like the cryptid Reddit, Thread, you can get some people who are like, Oh, yeah, but you
3: never know with these people on the internet. Like, <laughs> no. the, these crypto people, active life. So, my cousin's wife, um, shout out to both Colin and Chrissy, but she made a funny video. You know, that South Park episode where they're like hunting Bigfoot, and he's like, oh, I'm so startled. I'm yeah. so startled. I'm startled. <laughs> and this and that. She was taking a picture of like her dad outside a window, joking around, like, I'm so startled. And she posted it like real life proof <laughs> of Bigfoot, and they're out at camp. And it got, like, caught on by some of these, like, uh, cryptid people on the internet. (laughs) Oh, my God. And she's got people arguing in the comments. Like, this is obviously the most legitimate sighting thus far of Bigfoot and Rod. Like, we know it was just her talking about her dad doing South Park. (laughs) So these people, I don't trust a word they say. They
0: want to see it. They want to believe it's real.
3: All right. Uh, Let's get to this week's
2: interview. Uh, A man who I've talked about getting on the podcast for going on damn near two and a half, three years now. Probably since the very first Halloween special. Uh, he's the man behind KO Industrial Horror Realm, which is was just celebrated its 16th year. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. wild. I didn't, was that long, I, I didn't realize it too until I looked at it and I was like, damn, 16 years. That's half my life. Half my life that's been running in this town. Uh, so it's actually still running uh, by the time you hear this interview. November 3rd is the last, I'm oh, sorry, Halloween is the last day of the normal season. November 3rd this weekend they're going to carry it on. But he has a new attraction that he's doing. Uh, the Atropy Horror, uh, I wrote it down. Where is it? I wrote it. I can't find it. Uh, yeah, the Atropia skateboard, which is the newest addition to like, an escape room sort of oh, cool. kind of situation, which is
3: super smart oh, yeah, because really with smart. a business like that, you've sort of got to stop on Halloween because people are it. but like escape rooms yeah, are pretty absolutely. good business, so oh, yeah. they keep it going mm-hmm. and then turn it into attraction based events it's all year round. Hard? I'm guessing. Have you ever I mean, done the? His? Yeah, they freaked me out. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so great interview uh, with Joshua Reel. Let's check it out, and then uh, just for fun, after that, we're joined by the very spooky. Uh, Utica Zoo, uh marketing coordinator uh, Mark Simon, who joined us to recap a little. Casual,
3: casual, spooky bro chat.
2: Ca- well, he stopped over last night for a wrestling mm-hmm. pay per view, so we figured why not get a couple minutes with Mark as well. So, Joshua Real, Mark Simon, then we'll be back for a more spooky fun. We'll be right back. Now it's picking up. That's the one thing about working <laughs> at my house is uh, I always hope the equipment's working and feeling good that day. All right. uh, Josh, it's real. Do you look for Josh, Joshua? I don't know if you have a preference. Anything. Anything. Yeah.
1: Joshua, Josh.
2: <laughs> and is it real or is that the correct pronunciation of your last name?
1: Uh, real. Real? So it's yeah. like, okay, very good. Yeah.
2: Josh, real, it's a pleasure. What's your, I'm going to call you the master of horror, but do you have a, t- yeah. <laughs> do you have a title that you go by for, uh, for KO Industrial? Are you the... Owner, yeah, I yeah. own it, yeah. And you've been this is your 16th year, yeah, isn't that God, crazy? That's that's the part that I think really threw me off. Is I was like, wow, because I've been it's one of those things that I feel like I've been hearing about and I've been knowing people who've gone to and experiencing for such a long time. That, that 16 years really puts mm. like I'm 32, so for <laughs> me, it's like I'm trying to put like half my life.
1: Right? Yeah, I, I Pretty, started uh, when I was 22, so you're 22 when you started, yeah, awesome, man. That's Going amazing. on 23.
2: Uh, and I got to share this story with you because uh, I really want to say for people who haven't been to the website, it's uh, koindustrial.com. Yeah, C A Y O. So it's got a really, really great design and vibe. It goes with the whole the whole feel of how everything's uh, yeah. everything you're doing there. Now, I have to preface uh, this I work in education. So, no. in the mornings when I'm on my computer, uh, I'm usually in a classroom. And my computer is also connected to the speaker. On the front of the wall and like the big screen. Right? I see
1: where this is going. So,
2: <laughs> so I, I wake up this morning. It's like it's like second period. There's like a couple kids in my classroom just doing like study hall work, and I'm just, and I go like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna email this guy because I really want to get him on the show before. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I go to email you, and I go to the email on your website, and it starts playing music. <laughs> That's great. And I didn't know it was on, and it scared the hell out of, like, half the kids in my room. And then I also had to admit to them that I was doing outside work. Nice, And I nice, should have nice. been <laughs> So thanks for getting me in trouble. I appreciate it. Uh, did you do that website design yourself?
1: No. Um, I work with this guy from the city, uh, Dave. Um, he's, a, he's in a band called Bile. Okay. But cool. I... He actually retired from doing web design, but he said he'll only work on my site. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, it's really, it's really immersive and really, really cool. Yeah. And uh, for folks who are interested in everything that's coming up, and
2: I, I kind of regret not getting you on earlier because you've been doing, you're like three weeks, four weeks into this now. Yeah. The season, yeah. Season, right?
1: Yeah, we had two days left, uh, Wednesday and uh, November 3rd.
2: Awesome, very nice. Wednesday
1: is Halloween, obviously. Yes. How you? Will uh, <laughs> you
2: expect like a big turnout on Halloween? Yeah
1: it's, yeah, it's hard to say. It's. I mean, yeah, we get a and decent a Wednesday, crowd. Wednesday, it's yeah. kind of. A, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people, yeah, they come out Halloween night. So it's, I don't know if it's tradition for them or. Nice. So.
2: Uh, so, Josh, just so people get a little bit to know a little bit about you, and actually, a lot of people, I try and like do Facebook ads and stuff before mm-hmm. I bring them on here. I didn't get a chance to do that, so a lot of this is going to be a little cold. But where are you? Where are you initially from? You born here? Uh, Herkimer. Herkimer. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Did you like college, high school there as well? Uh, just high school. High school. Yeah. Very nice. You got family still out there? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Nice. You still kind of close to them? Or are you doing your own thing? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, parts? close family. Very yeah. Nice. I'm did not you, an outcast. No.
2: See, <laughs> <laughs> so, did you do the college thing at all, or did you go right immediately into work? And uh,
1: I just, I pretty much took classes I wanted to take, uh, like vi- um, uh, filmmaking, oh, like nice. video predictor, but not, I didn't really get. Take too much. It was back then, it was we were still learning on VHS tapes. So,
3: <laughs> oh, okay. well, that's that's it's kind of dope. <laughs> no
2: were you at that time, what were you sort of thinking about doing? Were you trying to get into like video production,
1: like movie making? Yeah, my biggest thing was I wanted to make films, nice. and then that turned into like I want to do film, set design, I love horror, that's awesome. I want to do everything. So, I pretty much, uh, uh what I want to say. Well, no, it's, it's really intriguing. It's actually
2: intriguing to say that because one of the questions I wanted to get to, and we can get to it since it kind of fits here, is, like, I, I grew up uh, in an era where a lot of my, like, my first early... I'm a big Stephen King guy, so I grew up reading Stephen King. It was, mm-hmm.
3: like, Goosebumps books and then yeah, Stephen totally. King.
2: But one of my big, like, visceral moments of, like, horror and horror movies and things like that was when I was a kid, I was young enough to, like, go to video stores and, like, have to walk through the aisles and find movies, and I used to love... Like walking through like the horror movie section, yeah, finding like yeah. some slash. Like, I watched like a lot of the old Halloween movies, like the crummy ones, like four, five, and six.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
2: but were there like, did you have like sort of moments like that? When did you first knew you were sort of drawn to like horror and like spooky stuff?
1: Uh, ever since I was little. Ever since you were little. Yeah, yeah. like you sneak across the street when I was like <laughs> five or six across the highway and go to the drugstore to see if they had any Halloween masks over yet <laughs> <laughs> And, like, did your, your family was, like, in on it? They didn't, like... The I don't even <laughs> think they knew. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it to yourself. I was obsessed with it, and I knew they had Halloween masks at, the, at this drugstore in Herkimer, so...
2: So have you actually made any <laughs> films at all? Or have you been doing yeah. like that kind of thing on the side
1: still? Um, or? Yeah, this... Uh, tomorrow night, actually, at ScareCon, they're playing Necropath. Nice. Um, that's a film that I, we shot at KO. Oh, nice. And, uh... So did you was let pretty out, awesome. Did
2: you film it, or did you sort of let people come in and film as yeah, well? Yeah, I, I wrote it,
1: wrote it directed oh, nice. it, and... Uh, edit, edited ed, uh, I say, <laughs> edited edited So it's truly it's really your baby then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It started out as a like a kind of a practice thing with my friend Jeff Orlowski mm. and uh we worked together on making that that film and I helped him with his film and then we submitted him to a film contest. Nice. And uh mine uh, Necropath won first place and it got on the DVD so mm. um, Awesome. that's I pretty wild. Just kept growing with the idea and now it's uh now it's a big thing. Like, well, I'm
2: sort of curious. Did the, did did Ko sort of come out of that love of filmmaking? Was it sort of did it surprise you? I'm so curious how you ended up with this sort of like live horror experience as opposed. You know, it all probably ties into the movie making. But I'm so curious where that first came
1: up. Yeah, I think it was a bunch of everything. Like uh, when I was little, just being obsessed with horror, and um, uh, I got in, you know wanted to make films, and and then uh, uh, I. I made up this role-playing game with my friend <laughs> really? growing up because uh, my my cousins and them, they have Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. so I couldn't figure that out. I didn't it was know too I, much for me as a kid. I, yeah. couldn't, <laughs> I felt like I couldn't understand what I was supposed yeah. to do. So I made up my own game, and I played it with my friend for like six years, mm. and um, some of the characters from that I I, uh, I kind of um, got obsessed with, and mm. one of them, I just called them uh, Mentat and uh he was this uh, vicious warlord from another dimension <laughs> and he ended up uh getting destroyed where he was from like in his dimension <laughs> like he kept getting attacked and like. beaten so he ended up coming into our world to, to as a safe haven to kind of mm. rebuild himself
2: it's kind of lovecraftian crafty in a weird way <laughs> <laughs> do you like um do you find enjoyment in like the current like horror movies that come out like slash effects, or, or does that not really do
1: it? For uh, you? I'm a, I'm totally 80s 100. Yeah. percent I love the I hate CGI and I love just yeah. you know like like seeing the American Werewolf in London, the guy transforms, stuff like that. Oh,
2: see, I appreciate you say yeah. that. One of my favorite I'm a big like John Carpenter mark, mm. and one of my favorite movies of all time is John Carpenter's The Thing, which I yeah sort of,
1: exactly exactly.
2: Well, I sort of think of it as like the one of the last bastions of like practical effects in like a big budget movie that sort of and even then people hated that movie yeah. when it came out and guy carpenter has such an interesting career i've been reading a lot about him over the last like six weeks right and it's like most of these movies that i look at like these seminal movies that he made were pretty much viled and hated <laughs> like when they first came out and it's pretty yeah. wild
1: like they live is awesome too dude they live
2: i'm a big wrestling guy so like yeah. the Roddy piper
1: connection <laughs> goes a long way um Nobody knows this actually but uh on the on the if you take a, one of the KO tickets if anybody has a copy of like you know they went through and they kept their ticket if you hold it under a black light there's actually uh it, it there's actually words that pop up really like in the movie yeah. it's like subliminal so
2: so i got to ask you, 16 years, you've constantly, uh, I've read a little bit on the website, that you're always constantly like changing stuff up. Um, do you remember what like the first idea you had was, 16 years ago, Like what the first theme was?
1: Oh, uh, for K.O.? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always kind of been based on that Mentat character. Okay. I cool. call him Surgeon now. I sur- just kinda, yeah, I was reading about that, the yeah, Surgeon yeah, character. Yeah, I yeah. changed it up, and uh, yeah, just, I mean, since day one, it's always been about him, and mm. it just kind of grew and grew, and... You know, as different like world events kind of happened, it kind of that influenced like the storyline and stuff like that. Like when nine eleven happened, and yeah. um, you know, you got to you know hear all the terrorism stuff going on in Afghan, and that influenced that kind of interesting. That's what sparked bio war to have the bio war attraction. Hmm. So there are four
2: right now, and I think I have this right. It's the bio war biotech. Revelation, and uh, Arcana Asylum. Right, yep. I say that I was all the time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and interestingly, you've gotten into the sort of escape room kind of vibe this yeah, year with yep. this, uh, what is it called, the Atrophy Escape Room.
1: Right, yeah. yeah. And that's part of the asylum. Um, yeah, that's it's a separate event, but you okay. enter through the asylum to get to it. So...
2: It's funny, I'm glad you sort of dug into that, because I've seen, like, a lot of this kind of thing sort of pop up now, like, I did one of those, like, commercial escape rooms with my niece and nephew a couple months ago, and I have to say, like, depending on what the theming was, some of them were actually pretty cool, so I could see a scenario where with the sort of theming that you guys do, it can be really immersive and really creepy. Yeah,
1: like, uh, our our escape room isn't like uh, the normal escape room where you walk in, there's, like, you know like 20 puzzles in one room and they're like you know like riddles and stuff like mm-hmm. that ours is more like um, like maybe like two or three puzzles in a room but there's it's more of like a immersive like theatrical experience mm-hmm. than anything like yes. the puzzles are they're 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 semi easy to solve and we kind of want that but it's more of the it's more like walking through a KO attraction um, with puzzles, <laughs>
2: so how much sort of input do you have with like your actors and the crew that you sort of work with with that? Oh yeah, everything, everything. Like, yeah, are these like people you've worked with in the past? You or like yeah. do you just rely on at this point in time? Yeah,
1: we have a lot of veteran actors. That have been nice. Been there for I think the longest one now is ten years. Nice since two thousand eight. And um, one uh, of the thing, well,
2: one of the things I thought was really cool, and I wonder if this sort of ties in because one of the things I read in your you can correct me if I'm wrong is you guys are really big into doing like original theming characters and not using stuff that already
1: exists do you sort of
2: allow the actors to help build into the narrative as well too
1: Um, I'll kind of give the actors an idea of what I want in a room and Mm -hmm. I'll kind of let them let them flow with it you know like they'll kind of like make it their own thing in a way you know they'll they'll take what I kind of the direction I have and then I'll just let them improv their own kind of stuff So, with that, I feel like, because I feel like I've done
2: a lot of, like, haunted houses and haunted hayrides as a kid growing up, and it's pretty much just, like, people in Jason Masks.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's,
2: I think that's probably really what sets you guys apart, is that sort of immersive, singular, original feeling that you get there that you wouldn't get somewhere
1: else. Yeah. um, Recently, I just had some lady ask me to call her, and, you know, I uh, I got a hold of her, and she's like, uh, I was deeply offended by one of your scenes, and...
2: (laughs) That so means you did it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. And that's the other one, too, is I, I...
2: Okay. So going way back when I was a kid, I worked at this... Uh, for a community service, I ended up working at a haunted house that mm. also had a haunted hayride. Mm. And I won't say where it was, but the point was the hayride was supposed to be more family-friendly and the haunted house was supposed to be, like, scarier.
1: Right.
2: But what would what happen is, like, these parents would take their kids in. And they wouldn't care. They were like, yo, this is not for kids, and they would <laughs> take their kids in anyway, do you have, like, an age limit? I know you guys
1: wrote about it on the website. But yeah, we, s- yeah, we get a lot of emails um, yeah. asking if, you know, people can bring their, their minors or, you know, their children or stuff like that. But um, we don't really have a, a set um, age, right. age limit. So pretty, pretty much we say 12 and under, you know, it's you, you definitely need a parent with you. <laughs> yeah. So. You ever had
2: somebody freak out real bad?
1: Like oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other one that I saw
2: in here, which I I definitely can see nowadays, is people like lashing out at the <laughs> at the actors. You get people who've done that in the past.
1: Yeah, we get like you know drunk idiots coming through, and that's gotta be tough, man. Yeah, we just tell them to stay away from those people, and but like if what those people just ruin it for themselves because oh, aren't yeah. instru- my instructions of the actors are if you get people that are belligerent and acting like that, just step step back and kind of just let them yeah. walk by, just for their safety. You know what I mean?
2: I always go back. Well, it's true, though, because, like, to a certain extent, like, I remember even just when I was doing this casually, like, for that uh, that one event I did, you know, you'll have parents who will look you in the eye and be like, how could you? And it's yeah. like, well, what, did, what did you kind of expect? Like, this is supposed to be an experience. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Um, so you've been working with the same sort of actors all the time, and that's sort of great, but, like, do you feel like going forward in the future, is there, like, more changes you'd like to see? You have ideas for next oh, yeah. year already? You're already thinking about new stuff? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Now I got to ask just because it's in your about section. Have you experienced any sort of haunted events at this KO building? You you sort you were sort of vague about it on the website. <laughs> um
1: all the actors called uh they call him the shadow man. I don't know why, but i would never seen it, but all the actors are obsessed with it. They you know, they call him a generic name obviously, but they I guess they see some shadow every all the actors say it and they see him running through scenes, huh. but the biggest one was uh when I was um, breaking down the event one night and I was like, you know, turning stuff off and like the actors were still in there running around. I was like, w- what are you guys doing? And they say, we're we're trying to find this kid. And, um, he keeps running away from us. And, uh, and I was like, what does he look like? And he's like, yeah, he has a-, a red flannel shirt on. So we all look around, look around, we didn't see him. And then uh, the following year, like the ne- yeah, next year after that, um, the same thing happened in that room where the actors were, um, they came up to me and they're like, hey, yeah, someone, uh, we're waiting for this kid to walk through. We still walking through. And, and I was like, Jesus. what do you look like? And they're like, oh, he had a red shirt on. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird, man. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder. <laughs>
2: now, let me ask you this. Um, you know, you've been doing this for 16 years. So I'm going to ask your opinion. I was talking about this with a buddy of mine. I feel like Halloween kind of got a bad rap for like music and theming. So yeah. do you do you like immediately hate like catchy like? like does the Monster Mash piss you off? Basically, oh. like, <laughs> that.
1: that's classic. <laughs>
2: so I guess the the roundabout question I want to get to though is for your sake like, what's your personal preferred method of like intaking horror? Are you like a gamer? Do you like movies? Do you like reading horror books? Do you prefer like the live experience? Like, what for you? What sort of gets your your blood boiling?
1: Um, kind of I don't know just. I I'm uh stuck with KO like all year long. Like so I don't really get to see anything else. But I love like statues and stuff yeah, like that nice. and uh uh mo- movies, like older mm. movies and stuff like that. Mm. So What's a good well, give me one since
2: you're uh you seem to have a, a history with eighties horror movies, what's like a good eighties horror movie that I probably haven't seen that I should <laughs> check out this Halloween?
1: Um I mean, one of my personal favorites. I mean, it's not really an underground movie, but *Exorcist* three. *Exorcist* three. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that Have one. Have you seen it? It's really awesome.
2: *Exorcist* three. All right, yeah. good.
1: Because I've only seen the first one, and it's
2: one of those movies that I feel like everyone's kind of seen now, and it's yeah. sort of a, it's sort of a cultural touch piece, mm. right? But uh, *Exorcist* three. Let's yeah. Look this
1: up. Yeah, it's pretty psychological. So. Huh.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, listen, I wanna. Really quickly shout out the website one more time, KOindustrial.com. I wish we could have got you on earlier, but it's been a really busy month for me, so right. I'm sorry. But uh so October thirty first and then November third are the last two days you guys having coming up for your sixteenth season. You're obviously even back for a seventeenth?
1: Yeah, um in this November too, we're uh having the escape room. Um you can go through the oh, nice. full yeah, yeah. full attractions, uh, all eight rooms in November uh awesome. on the weekend. So and that's only uh sign up only online.
2: Oh, nice. Okay, so so that's on the website.
1: Yeah, and the website is C-A-Y-O-Industrial.com.
2: Very good, and I'll do do my best to link everything uh, for our listeners out there so they can find everything. Uh, And again, Josh, I want to thank you for coming in. Before I let you go, uh, are you ready to do some lightning round questions? Sure. Okay. Uh, This is one particular lightning round question I made just for you. Uh, Probably haven't had much of a Halloween to yourself in a long time, (laughs) but growing up, what was your all-time best Halloween costume?
1: um <laughs> the first thing that came to mind it's not the best costume but uh I was like maybe eight or nine years old I wrapped myself in toilet paper
2: <laughs> it's, that's classic though
1: <laughs> I feel like there's like whenever
2: I was a kid I did like just classic Dracula you know I'm yeah. talking about like widow's Peak white face paint like the the, the fake teeth it was, like just... I don't know why I thought that one year I was like, yeah, vampire. This yeah. seems like what I got to be this year. <laughs> that I was, was ahead my the, mummy outfit. Yeah. We were ahead of the curve now. Yeah. like They remade the mummy and there's a million vampire movies now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Into the lightning round questions. Uh, Joshua Reel of KO Industrial Horror Realm, 811 Broad Street. Uh, check it out uh, Wednesday, uh, 31st and November 3rd. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? I
1: don't drink coffee. No coffee. No
2: caffeine at all. Tea, nothing?
1: Um I like chai and hot chocolate.
2: Chai and hot chocolate, really. That's I've never heard that one before. That's pretty good. I
1: pretty. take but I take it warm and stiff. There you go. <laughs> uh, what was your first automobile? Uh eighty nine Dodge Daytona. Eighty nine Dodge. Is that like a sports
2: car type? No, it's like
1: one of the. It, I mean, it sounds like it, but it's like a small red car, and <laughs> like, the, the, it's one of those ones where the lights popped up out of the. hood. Yes, I had one of those. Yeah. I had an '87 Accord where it did <laughs> that. And you know what
2: sucks about that is it's really cold up here in the winter, and then you have to like pry your, yeah. your things up in the front. They got
1: to the point where only one was opening up. And... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God, that hits me way too close to home. Um, you may or not have t-
2: you may or may not have taken your Daytona to see it. What was your lo- your first live music event?
1: Pantera. Really? That's your first one? Pantera. Okay, so... <laughs> at cat- the Utica Odd. At
2: the Odd? Yep. You saw Pantera at the Odd?
1: Yep. Damn. Yeah, they played Damn. it a bunch of times. Yep.
2: So, uh... My co-host Kevin and I, uh, 14, <laughs> we're talking about this off air last week about like how like Metallica has this like reputation for being like oh this is amazing like hard I like I like Metallica especially old Metallica uh. but Pantera had like a particular <laughs> style and groove to it that a lot of other metal at that time didn't have and I think only in my like later like music appreciation periods yeah. am I sort of coming around to Pantera in a way that I didn't. Yeah. I think oh, wait.
3: That's what uh, Rick from Rick Rick's Roman Barbecue, his first show was that same Pantera show. And oh, he, wow. He just said that like last week. So there you go. Nice. You and Rick,
2: we're probably there to get that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so uh, give me, uh, sort of same line, give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching.
1: Uh, Breaking Bad. Have you seen it before? I'm watching it for the third time. Oh, so good,
2: man. <laughs> You know, I, I always say it to people, but uh, it was probably the last television show that like I had real people where it was appointment television we all got in a room together because we were that excited to watch a show and I'm Mm -hmm. not like a Game of Thrones guy I know there are a lot of people who are like that yeah but for me I feel like Breaking Bad was like the last one that I was like this is
1: like need to see this yeah I took like some film like classes and I felt like going to film school was absolute waste of time and then really yeah going uh team up with my friend Jeff Orlowski and uh watching Breaking Bad I learned so much with filmmaking if you just study Breaking Bad you can learn so much with yeah
2: I was like I have a friend like that who is like editing in New York and he's like a freelance editor and once I sort of understood what he was doing
1: mm. it sort of made
2: more sense to me like it's a weird thing to, like the art when it comes to editing is is if you're not inside the field it's hard to understand but once I like watched what he what editing actually was I was always blown oh, yeah. away by the process it's like mm. just as important as almost like directing in a weird way
1: yeah yep. Um,
2: so I gave you this one earlier but uh, if you could have dinner with any person living or dead who is not your family, who would it be, and why?
1: Um, I guess the first person that comes to my mind would be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, <laughs> I'd love it, yeah, dude. He's my childhood idol ever since forever, and so. Was I mean, your your Terminator guy or a Predator guy? Everything. I, uh, think uh, was ter- I mean, I would I would probably lean way more towards Terminator, but uh, yeah, 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 every Arnold movie ever. My, I used to watch Commando after uh, elementary school. Commander. Commando's is crazy because like if you watch it now with like modern eyes,
2: that's a crazy movie. <laughs> like I don't know if that movie gets made today. Yeah. There was like a period of time I feel like in the eighties where a lot of like, I wouldn't call them controversial because the, the time of the time we lived in was different. But like, they're just movies that you're not making again now. Like they tried yeah. to make Bad News Bears again, it's not the same. You couldn't remake like. Yeah. um... You couldn't really remake, oh, what's the other one? Oh, like Blazing Saddles. Like, that wouldn't play anymore. Like, there was like an era, though, in the 80s when people were doing sort of like more yeah. dangerous, wild filmmaking, and that sort of
1: yeah. calmed
2: down in the last 30 years, I feel mm-hmm. like.
1: Uh,
2: and Josh, before I let you go, one last question. Um, besides uh, horror movies, besides K.O. Industrial, besides giving people a good scare, what's one more thing that you personally are very passionate
1: about? Um just every day I just focus on creativity it's pretty much my life passion and yeah. that's all I wake up sleep eat think about is uh, just goals and passion and uh, yeah I respect it man I always I always say to people like creativity is a weird sort of disease and it really is if you're a creative
2: type you're always looking for that next avenue to sort of get that out of you right and for me yeah. I've always sort of chased it it's been bands it's been podcasts it's been all sorts of things but it's always the same thing. If you're that kind of person, you've got to find an outlet to get it out, man. Yeah, it's, it's
1: almost to the point where if I'm straying away from creativity or working on stuff too long, it's it almost makes makes me like physically ill. Oh yeah. Until I go back and work on it, and I feel better.
2: Uh, well, listen, man, I appreciate you so. taking time. I know that you've been doing great work. Uh, how do you feel like this 16 seasons been since you're getting toward the end of it here? Great,
1: yeah, lots. Of, um, yeah, actually, a good point is we we just won the Syracuse Really. Uh, um, contest for best haunted attraction that's in, awesome. in uh, central New York that's and amazing they, and they rate all the ones in Syracuse and around the area and we, we we win the award so. well
2: listen man I think it's well deserved you've been such a like an important part of like the, the Halloween scene and this KO industry is uh, such a big history 16 years is pretty amazing man and I respect everything you've been doing thank you so much yeah, for thanks. taking out time and thanks for talking to our listeners folks we'll be back to the show in just a moment This, there it is. Now it's now it's recording. We're in action. We're, We're in action. Happy uh, happy three days before Halloween. Yeah, this will come out the day before Halloween. I yes. think so. Uh, today is also
5: the day that legendary Bills quarterback Jim Kelly will be. Uh, with Gentleman's corner barbershop and Cooper Sound Connection out oh, in Syracuse, very nice. So, quick, uh, quick GCPS plug there for you.
2: Absolutely, I love it. GCS, the boys. I got to get, uh, I got to get Paulie back.
5: On yeah, absolutely. Pauly's always uh, for a good conversation. Excuse me, Charlie. You're, you're, you're
2: hindering my. Audience. Oh, is Charlie? Charlie's decided to join us here in the studio. Yes. Charlie, don't be a jerk. Come here. Come here, buddy. Come, Come on. Want. Don't How be do a Halloween, want. Halloweeny. Don't Halloween be a Halloweeny, Charles. Halloween cat. Uh, joining us just for uh, a little quick. Uh, Halloween discussion is longtime GFOP Mark Simon of the Utica Zoo. I forget your job title since last time we talked. What's your new job title? I'm the marketing coordinator.
6: The marketing
2: coordinator yes, of the I Utica coordinate Zoo.
5: All the marketing.
2: And just let me let me ask right now because we always play this game where after we have a conversation we go, oh wait, we forgot to promote yeah. something. Anything yep. we want to promote right now? Yes. Right off the bat.
5: Yes. Our next uh, our next big event will be December eighth. It's a Saturday. It's our uh, holiday hoot event, Oh. and uh, new this year, uh, we're doing breakfast with Santa. Actually, Ooh. so uh, holiday hoot is usually a uh, like a two hour afternoon stint. You just come in and get your photo with Santa, you nice. know, candy canes, hot chocolate, all that fun stuff. Yeah. However, this year we're going to be doing two different seatings for breakfast with Santa. Okay. Uh, one at nine a.m. and the uh, the other at eleven a.m. and nice. then the standard holiday hoot will be at one o'clock. So rather than just a couple hours, we're doing a full day holiday mm. hoot. Santa spectacular thank nice deal. i yeah. dig it
2: yeah holiday hoot the holiday hoot i assumed it was some sort of owl related theme yes <laughs>
5: yeah so lately i've been finding that uh, owls have really been a big part of my everyday life and, uh, and it, not even on pur- purpose it just kind of has happened that way between spooktacular and holiday hoot and we got sven our one-eyed one-winged owl which is always a always a fun story to tell so
2: so i gotta ask you this though spooktacular no successful spooktaculars here. How you feeling at yeah. Spooktacular 2018?
5: Well, so what's ironic about Spooktacular 2018 is I was actually not there for it. I mm. was at a bachelor party in Montreal. Oh. So, Whoa. so the, the the body is still sort of recovering from that. But, um, sure. I mean, despite the the garbaggio weather that we had that weekend, yeah. uh, cold and rainy, and, and not all that great, um, you know people still turned out. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people were there that I knew. They said that it was, it was definitely a, uh, a fun event. Um, and I mean, it's, it's Spooktacular is one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. Yeah. It's like our third biggest fundraiser of the year. So mm-hmm. um, we put a lot of work into it, put a lot of effort into it. And, you know, we're, it's, it's more for the kids than anything. It's not really a place to come get scared. It's a place sure. to come appreciate that we're an animal care facility that falls into agriculture and, you know, agriculture is really, really, really important, especially in New York cause you know, no farmers, no food. So, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those you know, things that, that, that we kind of look at as well Is that. Yeah. Like in years past we did the, you know, the the haunted houses and the hay rides and things like that and, that. and that's all well and good. But I mean, there's a lot of places that do Halloween and scary and, you know, jump three feet in the air really, really well. Like, uh, who uh ko industrial uh, yeah of course they, Jack, they, real. They, yeah they uh they do they do halloween and scary real well and the zoo is just that's not our bag so we went with the you know animals and whatnot the show
2: I'm a big scary cat. I've never done the KO thing. I figured, ask you ever go on the. I
5: I have been to it twice, and this was so long ago. It was before Jill and I started dating. So this is at least nine years ago. I
2: can't imagine Jill would like. No,
5: no, no. She no, it wouldn't work out. So I I went with a bunch of people, and one of the people I went with was like paralyzed in fear. I had to, like, drag her along with me all while trying to, like, fend off these, yeah. you know, guys coming out of, out of the bushes and stuff. And, you know, scary is not really my bag either, but I remember as a kid going on, like, haunted hayrides through the cornfields in New Jersey. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's not really my, my thing. The I, whole fear aspect is not something I, you know, embrace regularly in my life.
2: I don't think that I react well to fear. I remember being on, like, a haunted hayride once. I remember. I don't remember where it was. It's, like, on that road between the casino mm-hmm. and uh, Verona, right? Route or 5. That, yeah, it was, not, it was, like, off of Route 5 somewhere. There was, like, a ah. farm. <laughs> Already and, sounds scary. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, oh, it was off a road, and there was a farm, and they had, like, a hayride and, like, a haunted house. And the haunted house... Ha- I like a haunted house, but the hayride has the nostalgia for me, I think. Do you know what I mean? Like I like being in the hayride, just the smell of the hay, people all packed in together, maybe a little hot chocolate.
5: Even just the sound of like the tractor pulling you like trudging up the hill, like you're not sure if it's gonna make it or not, and then all of a sudden some guy with a chainsaw jumps out of a tree. I'm
2: a little disappointed I didn't get any good I didn't get a good hayride or haunted house in this year. Hmm. I guess I could go to K.O.'s on Wednesday, but I don't know if I want to be terrified beyond
5: <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like going to something like that on Halloween is like the equivalent of going to Walmart on the first of the month. It's, it's just packed, terrifying. Packed, packed.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I want to ask you a couple quick other things before we dig Absolutely. into more Halloween stuff. Uh, sure. You guys got accredited by yes. the American Zoological uh, what's the, the AZA? What does that name? Close, close. I right.
5: Uh, I didn't want to... I, I, I never went, because right away, there, there's there's only a couple different ways that you can that you can do the acronym for AZA, and I usually let people fill it out, like, zoos. do the whole thing just to see what they come out with, because it's the Association <laughs> it's of Zoos and, zoos and Aquariums. aquariums. Yes. Okay, that makes yeah, more sense. Yeah. So, yes, we, uh, September 24th, we received our accreditation after a 14-year hiatus, mm. um, which is really exciting, not only for, you know, us at the zoo, but also our donors, our board members anyone who's really been affiliated with the zoo for a long time, because it's a big deal to be AZA accredited. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I believe it's the FDA, uh, they, not the FDA, the uh, Agriculture Department, Department okay. of Agriculture, yeah. uh, oversees uh, over 3,000 uh, animal care institutions, whether it's a zoo, aquarium, you know, animal parks, something like that, and of those, only 232 are accredited by the AZA. So um, being an AZA accredited zoo really puts you at the top of your field um and also it differentiates between well and i'll use aza terms of you know animal parks roadside menageries uh petting zoos things like that it differentiates between those two so Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that they're you know necessarily less than or you know and equal to it's just a seal of approval that we adhere right, to yeah. best practices, modern zoological practice, and we put the mm-hmm. conservation of the animals and the animal care before we put anything else. Which is, in, in my opinion, the way it should be. Yes, we're a tourism destination, yes, we're an entertainment type place, but our primary goals are to educate the public about wildlife and the you know threats to wildlife, um, instill conservation values, and also educate kids at a young age to have an appreciation for wildlife um, because. It, Anything like that, if you, it, if you teach a kid to hate animals, they're going to hate animals their entire life. If you teach a kid that you need to care for animals and save what we have left, um, they're going to instill those values moving forward in their life. So that's a really big part of what we do. And ironically, um, our education department has been um, chartered by the New York State Department of Education since 1965. So mm-hmm. not only are we animal care facility at the top of
2: our level, but we're also an educational institution as well. I don't. I didn't look back because I was making a dip for the upcoming wrestling pay per view we're going. You to gotta. You have to have the good chip. Yeah, you
5: have to have the good Uh
2: I didn't look back. I don't remember the last time you were on the show, but I want to say it was right after you got hired for this this job. Yes. So, so uh, the last. I'm trying to think of how long ago it was, but it uh, was
5: for it was for Brewfest, so it was like late July. I started I started the zoo in late June. You know, I, I it was the Tuesday I before still, Brewfest. Fest, oh, it's which been is longer than forth. I...
2: So three, four months then, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it's been a bit, yeah, for sure. How are, you, uh, how are you settling in now? It's been three, four months, and you feeling <laughs> feeling good?
5: Yeah. So, yeah, so what's interesting about the zoo is that we're open 363 days a year, so we're yeah. open during the winter, and obviously most people don't come to the zoo when it's 35 degrees. Sure. So um, that's something that a lot of people forget. So coming into this time of year, things definitely slowed down yeah. as far as... Uh, having stuff going on on grounds and people being all over the place and kind of helping with that. So it's a big planning phase. So now is really my time to kind of get into the, you know, meat and potatoes of everything that I do and really start to kind of make an impact and do things the way that I think that they should be done. I would say that the zoo has done a great job with everything that they've done for as long as I can remember. But now it's my time to be able to kind of push my
2: ideas forward and and, and
5: see, okay, how can I improve or how can I make this work better for everybody?
2: I'm, I think I'm. You gotta understand when I think about it. I'm thinking about it from like a long term yep. arc of having the zoo in my life as yep. a kid and mm-hmm. as an adult. I think there were times growing up when I felt like, man, I hope that the zoo doesn't go away. Yeah. Like that was a real thing <clears throat> that, as a kid growing up and getting like older, I mean, like, I hope it doesn't go away because there yeah. was time. You know what it was like in the times you to go when it felt like it was yep. just gonna get worse. Now it feels like the zoo is like. It's become, it's taken its place as like that permanent fixture yeah. and that thing that mm-hmm. people are proud of here. That it probably always should have yeah. been, but like during those times when Utica felt like it wasn't in the best place, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it shifted over the last 10, 12 years. Oh, absolutely.
5: So, so we lost, we lost our accreditation in two thousand four yeah. due to problems with deferred maintenance, and and because we're a nonprofit, zoo, fundraising is awesome. hugely important, and you need to be able to raise the funds, an ample amount of funds to actually be able to properly run a zoo, and. At the time, it just wasn't happening. So um, amongst other reasons, that's why we lost it. And now that we have it back, things have changed considerably. And also, I think that because of those changes, we're getting the support of the community that has always been there, but it's much stronger now. So, I mean, I I moved here in 2007, and that was the same year that the zoo was closed just straight up. Like, they were just going to close, you know, move the animals to other institutions, Mm -hmm. and then just kind of – because running a zoo is expensive. It really is expensive. And, you know, for the sake of the animals, you know, doing it right is more important than, you know, staying open to save face. So – but now, I mean, the staff we have now is incredible. Andrea Heath, our executive director, has really – Been a huge impact to the zoo uh, and everyone I work with. The I remember in my interview I talked about how being passionate about what you do is so yeah. important. And the zoo is everyone that works there is incredibly passionate about what they do. Whether it's animal care staff, whether it's you know our gift shop staff, whether it's our even our our, our you know our maintenance staff, everyone's really passionate about what they do. And I think that that is um, it, it's people pick up on it. And a lot of the reviews I get, especially through Facebook and Google, talk about how nice and friendly and happy everyone is to be there, and it's a, it, it's a great environment to work in. So I'm I'm very happy that I get to be part of the team and get to be part of everything that's going on in the zoo. And coming in when I did has been incredibly rewarding, just to be, you know, there for the big stuff. Website is uticazoo.org. Yes, we Utica's- are an organization.
2: <laughs> Facebook.com, Instagram, SoundCloud. Uh, We're not on SoundCloud. I'm on SoundCloud. You're on SoundCloud. You guys should get a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> I'm just... Ju- yeah, yeah it's just a SoundCloud of all animal noises. Uh, Post-Baboon. It'll be a rapper. With, yeah, yeah. It'll be a monkey with face tattoos, like it. and it'll do mumble like rap, it. and it'll be really good. Well, uh,
5: ironically, down here in South Utica at the uh, Utica Studios, you may, if you listen closely enough, be, may be able to hear the wolves howling. That's... <laughs> because uh, in, the, in the early morning, and when the sun starts going down, they will... They're much more actively uh, howling, yeah. and... I don't know about over over the the cemetery hill, but yeah. you know you can definitely hear them from the parkway. Like, so
2: what's funny is when that happens, I've heard it before. Justin Parkinson of Maine Utica goes out in the front lawn and howls back. It's really <laughs> weird. I've seen him out there. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just talking. I'm just talking.
5: Fun fun fact about howling back at wolves: like if you're like in front of their enclosure, like here, obviously it's not going to matter. But um, it's actually not good to howl back at wolves. Because yeah. it could be a sign of aggression towards them, and then they mm. could get freaked out and See. become aggressive, which then in turn could cause them to hurt themselves. What about
2: when I meow back at Charlie the cat when he's
4: whining?
5: Well, Charlie's an enigma, so um, <laughs> when I he, want, he's more judging you about how your vocabulary isn't as uh, great as his. So just wants attention.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me one book, album, movie, or show you're uh, reading, listening to, or watching.
5: Uh, so we, uh, Joe and I, just got back into season two of Making a Murder. Uh, oh okay, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I always have to remember that it's a entertainment show. It's not yeah. fact based, so it's <laughs> right. really, really, really hard to not instantly jump on the Avery train yeah. and be all like, "Go team Avery," because yes, they make some great points, but yeah. what points aren't they talking about? So it's it. So that that's a struggle in itself, but it's it just the entertainment value and the and the the scientific and you know, for lack of a better term, uh, crime fighting yeah. type stuff is really enjoyable. So I'm all about it.
2: And uh, what was the best costume you saw on somebody else this year?
5: Oh, man. So, uh, so yeah, I was at uh, this, this past Saturday, now that it's Tuesday. Um, I was at Lava at the casino. Um, there you And Exit 33. Yeah. So I, I got exposed to a great number of costumes. Um, that's tough. Uh, there was a guy who was a spot on Mr. Clean. Yep. Had the mop and everything. There was a time when uh, some girls had actually spilled some drinks on the stage, and he hopped up on the stage with mm-hmm. his mop and cleaned it up for us, yeah, yeah, which yeah. we usually don't allow because you know we don't allow guys on stage. But hey, Mister Clean wants to come in and do some Mister Clean stuff. Mister Clean's gonna clean. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like I haven't se- I haven't seen the Halloween kids coming around yet yeah, this year, yeah. so I haven't seen whatever like the hot costume of the year is. I haven't seen like any repeat costumes yet. I'm, so I'm far. gonna
5: I'm gonna say that there's gonna be a lot of
2: Fortnite costumes. I'm not going to get that when people yeah. walk up to me. I'm not going to have any idea. It,
5: it's it's definitely tough. I mean, I, honestly, at this point, if a kid just shows up on my doorstep just dressed in normal clothes and just do does a variety of all the different dances from Fortnite yeah, and does them fun. seamlessly, just take all the candy. Because yeah, your- some of those are tough. Like, I can't do half those dances, mostly because my body doesn't move that way anymore. But, like, some of these are just like, can, wow.
2: I've tried to do the floss <laughs> one. Damn. And it's not that I don't understand. It's not that I'm out of shape. It's that I don't understand the mechanics of it. I really have to think about it. For
5: well, we a don't have rhythm. No. If, rhythm if you've all. met either of us in oh. person, we don't have the rhythm to execute the floss. So.
2: You had a long night last night. I yes. had a very long night yes. last night. Uh, let's go enjoy the rest of this wrestling pay per view. Thanks for coming Absolutely. by. Absolutely. My you, pleasure. Always a pleasure, sir. Yes, let's sir. relax and enjoy the rest of our Halloween. Yes. Folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. coming back in Uh, we haven't now alright okay well good good to know we're back folks and again thank you so much to Joshua Real and Mark Simon for joining us on this should we
3: be actors at KO Industrial next year do you think I so I did I feel like it would be fun but they take it seriously enough to be more of a commitment than I can give to it Yes. You know what Because I mean? I'm just trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. like, go down there every once in a while, scare okay. some folks, call it a night. But like, I feel like they need people who can really be down there, like, working.
2: So, uh, I've told this story before, but I, uh, for community service one year when I was in high school, I worked at the Spooktaculars Haunted House. Now, this is mm-hmm. a long time ago. And you may note during my conversation with Mark Simon, we didn't discuss any haunted house that they have up there because they don't really do that anymore. But a long time ago, they, they actually had a haunted hayride and a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And the haunted hayride was sort of like ah spooky and then the house was like damn don't go in there it's really scary right so i got to work in the haunted house and i was freddy krueger and i scared a bunch of kids and a bunch of parents got mad at me and that's just the way she goes right but uh it is fun to be like spooky but you, you do feel bad especially because parents are dumb and they'll take their kids into something that they're not supposed to and they get mad when the kids can't handle it they're like mad at you because of their bad parenting. So don't bring your no, child. i
3: dig into that. I would have a great time. <laughs> I know, don't feel bad. Have a great time.
2: Uh, speaking of having a great time, you guys ready for some history lessons? No? Whatever, man. Yeah, right. Just do it.
3: It's your show. Just, okay. It's your show.
2: So, for this first history lesson, I found a special history lesson and it's very spooky. It's a spooky history lesson. Very
3: historical, also. Very always. historical,
2: very true, and very spooky. So, I'm going to use this device. Oh, you hear that? The storm's rolling in. It's a perfect time to tell this news story.
3: I can't believe it. No, it's loud enough. Not too loud. <laughs> you're
2: some real juice. Wait, what's this? Oh, you're hitting the, th- there it is. Yeah, see? Mm. So this is gonna be an audio history lesson.
3: <laughs> the whole show's audio. <laughs> <laughs> <Where are you? laughs> Turning the rain back up. Mm. That's all we're doing for this last half. We're just playing rain noises. On this day. Oh, God. 1948.
2: You gotta be louder. Killer Smog! No, no (laughs) way, that's too loud. No, hang on. All right, never mind, this isn't working. All right. On this day, 1948, Killer Smog continued to hover over uh, Denora, Pennsylvania. Over a 5-day period, the smog killed about 20 people and made thousands more seriously ill. It's a real story. A mm-hmm. uh, town about 14,000 people on the Monagahela River, I totally screwed that up, in the valley surrounded by hills. The town was home to a steel mill and a zinc smelting plant that had released excessive amounts of sulfuric acid, uh, carbon monoxide, and other pollutants into the atmosphere for years uh, prior to the disaster. Uh, Beginning on October 26th, uh, 1948, weather conditions in the valley brought a heavy fog. Uh, The fog appeared to have trapped the airborne pollutants emitted from the zinc plant uh, close to the ground, where they're inhaled by local residents. Uh, A wave of calls came in. Eleven people, all elderly with heart problems, were already dead. The town had to evacuate, uh, but heavy heavy smog and increased uh, traffic made leaving difficult. It was not until October 31st that the Zinc Works shut down operation. Later that day, rain fell and dispersed the pollutants. By that time, another nine people had already perished. It's a crazy story that I didn't know until today. I never yeah, hear about
0: that.
2: It sounds like, I'm going to turn this into a screenplay, unless someone's already done it. I think this is The Mist, right? I thought mm. The Fog. Kind of like The Fog or The Mist? The Fog, The Mist. Yeah. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, so there
3: you go. But that was spooky. See, it would have been good if I had the soundtrack behind no. it. Yeah, no. No? Couldn't, right. couldn't keep it together. No. This is too much. Too many... Too many balls in the too, air. Too many, working, <laughs> too many moving parts. Uh, on this
4: day,
2: 1958, Boris Pasternak refused his Nobel Prize for Literature. Uh, his plays—he uh, was Russian, by the way. His uh, poetry, plays, and translations were well known in the USSR by the 1950s. But his dissident views made his political per, uh, made him political persona non grata. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hardened by his political experience and his increasing delusion take on the state-sanctioned social realism of the USSR, he wrote an epic love story about how revolutions uplift and destroy individuals. Uh, That book would have to be smuggled out of the Soviet Union to a friend in Italy before it was sent to Europe and published as Dr. Zhivago. Um, This was a quote from him about why he felt he needed to get the book out of the country. Did he really want this project to be completed in the book outside the the Soviet Union? Without question, he replied, "It does not matter what might happen to me. My life is finished. This book is my last word to the civilized world." It's pretty crazy. Uh, on October twenty fifth, nineteen fifty eight, uh, he was given the Nobel Prize, uh, and he turned it down because of what he thought it would mean for his life in Russia if he accepted the award. So, pretty, pretty intense move. It's a lot for writing a book, but that's what it was like. See.
0: I'm trying to smuggle
2: a book out, now I can just email it. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) Think think about that, like the process, man, like 1958. (laughs) Take this manuscript to the nearest Gutenberg Press, and that's probably a little bit too early. Uh, On this day, 2012, Google's Gmail became the world's most popular email service. Would you imagine? Probably still is, I would imagine, right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I didn't put up history on this, I just found an article from 2012 when this happened, and I thought it was pretty funny because it's definitely like a piece trying to take down like the, the champions at the time which is Microsoft so the first line is like sorry Microsoft the raid of hotmail is finally over which sounds like a funny thing to hear like in 2018 because does hotmail even exist at all anymore? Man, no. Yeah, People still using hotmail? No. no. Not really. Uh, in 2012 uh, most Americans though were still using Yahoo 40.8% uh,
3: of Americans and I still got a couple of Yahoo accounts I transferred my Yahoo. Yahoo to
0: Gmail the
3: old ones I don't use them and I had, I had two Yahoo accounts I had one that I lost I didn't log in for so long that it just dumped the whole thing that I forgot about and then I had one like from when I was young from like 17, 18 on that I still have, but I don't think I've received anything besides spam for like nine years on, (laughs) but I check in every once in a while because there's a lot of like old stuff saved in there that I want to remember, like back from, we were like playing in band days and stuff like that, yeah. I have no data
2: uh, on this, by the way, at all, I'm just guessing, how many, what percentage of Yahoo email accounts do you think are just dead accounts, that no one uses anymore?
3: Uh, Probably lower than you think I was thinking like 20% Only because they purge them 20 would probably be fair 20% bigger. I mean well, I what, what counts as a dead account Because I've got even like Gmail accounts I have one Gmail account that it's basically Whenever they ask me to sign up for anything Anywhere yeah. I gotta give an email where It's just it? like, it's an old abandoned junk one That I do still have on Gmail They're probably counting I can still get to it They definitely are yeah. They definitely are yeah.
2: What's your primary email source? Gmail? Yes Actually yeah.
0: I have my own now My husband made us our own server Nice. So we have our own family oh. story.
2: The Hillary Clinton so not, of the I know. podcast. I know. Lock her You're up for emails. What about your emails, Heather? Uh, all right. on this day.
4: That's true.
2: On this day twenty uh, two thousand and three on this day. Uh, arrested Development debuted on the Fox Network. It is the fifteenth anniversary of Arrested Development. Where are you, th- you how are your thoughts? Do you love Arrested Development? I you got it high on your list? I love
3: love arrested development. It was a show I didn't watch till kind of late. It was another one. We were talking about Netflix on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, it was one of those ones that benefited from being available on streaming. Because I'd always heard about it. And we put it on one night at my old house at 12B when I was living with a couple of friends and people used to come over. And we ended up tearing through about seven episodes in the first sitting cause we were just laughing. Mm. Like, we were like stomach hurting, crying, laughing, watching it. Yeah, I like Arrested Development. It's so... Quick, and, like, every line is a joke. Yeah, I'm big into rest development. Heather, thoughts?
0: I didn't watch it until they had, like, this new, some series come out. My husband had Mm -hmm. me watch that, and after that, I'm like, I kind of want to go back and see what this show is all about. The
3: first, it was definitely a whole different beast, and I I would have to say better. Yes. I would have to say The original incarnation is considerably better. Yeah. I'm surprised you were able to watch it and enjoy it without watching all the context from the beginning.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: okay expert
3: analysis (laughs) Uh,
0: the the fifth fifth
2: season the fifth and uh according to a report from david cross earlier this week supposedly last season of arrested development it's about time uh they released the first eight episodes already for the last season and they have another eight that they're just sitting on apparently for whatever reason i don't know why uh i didn't really i didn't give you guys time to come up with this obviously because I'm just making up in this. But here's my top five characters from Arrested Development. It's my personal list. Number five, Tobias Funke. He's my number five. Number four, George Sr. Always worth a laugh. Number three, Lucille. Love Jessica Walters. She's always good in everything. Number two, Joe Booth. (laughs) Joe Booth is the greatest character uh, not named Randy Marsh on television. And number one, uh, Gene Parmesan, just because he makes me laugh every time he shows up. Those are only for arrested development people. Uh,
3: Gene Parmesan is a sold out number one. No, it's not. It's number one. It's 100% a sold out number one. No
2: chance. Gene Parmesan's hilarious. Who's your best
3: character? Um, It's gotta be Job, then, right? Job is excellent. Job is really, really good. Uh, I get a lot of mileage out of Buster. Um, I think George Michael is great. I think Lindsay's really good. I mean, everybody is on that show. Lucille Mm. is incredible, every single Mm -hmm. person. The reason an ensemble show like that, or like many of the shows like it, are so strong is because every single person's carrying their weight.
2: It's true. Unlike this podcast, where you guys have to carry my bloated carcass through the rest of the history lessons, because I have one more for you, and then we can move on. Are you ready? Right. Are you ready? In this day, in 2016, the Chicago Cubs beat the Cleveland Indians 8-7 in Game 7 of the World Series. Uh, Cubs' first World Series win in 108 years. Uh, that was just a lead-in to talk about the fact the Red Sox won the World Series last night. Uh, Parkinson, you're out there, right? Nope. Oh. Parkinson! What? Come here! I'm going to give him 30 seconds. Hard 30 seconds to talk about this, and then we'll move on.
3: Ooh. Come here! Thirty seconds you on have, the Red Sox winning the a, World Series. You have a
2: hard thirty seconds on the Red Sox winning the World Series. I'm gonna hard thirty, I'll I'll cue you in uh three, two, one, go.
6: Really the World Series has won during a four game sweep against the Yankees mid season. I really felt we were gonna take it there. It didn't never backtrack. Mm-hmm. Felt even better when we clinched division on their home field. Mm-hmm. Even better when we eliminated those idiots from the playoffs in the divisional series. It was more of a formality from there, where every other team just kind of (laughs) saw what they could do to their heated rivals and just said, October's cold, I'm out.
2: Oh, well, good. You left me five seconds to go with. Well, thank you very much. 30 seconds of Justin Parkinson on the Red Sox 2018 World Series uh, victory. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch any of it, Kevin? Whatever little bit of it was on. your husband care about baseball
0: uh not really no
2: do you care about baseball No,
0: i didn't even know what was happening until i woke up this morning and there were all this boston there was all these boston posts so here's
2: my here's my take about this i think it's time to bring back the yankees as spunky underdogs narrative red sox have won four world series since 2004 it's great they're a juggernaut this young upstart yankees team we got a lot to fight for a lot of talent A lot of youth. Now we got something to shoot for. I think this is the beginning of something good for the Yankees. We needed something to get angry about. And now it's
4: here.
3: History has shown (laughs) from century to century that the Red Sox are perfectly capable of going gangbusters until the 18th year of each new passing century. Yes, it's true. They won the 1918 (laughs) World Series. Wow! And then they never won again for 86 years. So obviously the beginning of the next 86-year drought begins uh, with the parade in Boston on Wednesday. Oh, I wish Parkinson was here to hear that, that one. That would make me feel good. That was nice.
2: Oh man, right in the chesticles. Oh, that's amazing. Six more years. Oh. All right, Ugh. give me the chills. Whew. Halloween. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Halloween, uh, guys. I didn't. I couldn't find a list. I went hunting all week to find like. Best 2018 Halloween Costumes. And it's not really a great list of stuff. Halloween hasn't happened yet. No, it's you'll true. See
3: that, you'll see that article next week. Next week.
2: Mm-hmm. So a couple of good ones I've seen already, though. Uh, just people going as avocado toast. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of food-based items this year. you
0: say that's a good
2: one? That's pretty good. It was like a piece <laughs> of toast that they wore over the front with the top Sam of Sam fashions top. himself as somewhat Sorry. counterculture. <laughs> 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 uh, I, saw, I saw one with people just making a Lego costume. Not a Lego person. But just like a Lego block out of cardboard boxes and things, and then you like really paint the whole thing like bright red, Christina. and you a Lego piece. Yeah, Pass. No? Done that? No.
0: Done
2: okay, so <laughs> undead Beyonce,
3: zombie Beyonce. No. Pass. No? No, no that's bad. <laughs> seems like just seems like a workaround for people to get around doing blackface. Can't, can't like I don't. Know. So no Kanye or Kid Rock then. Never, that's the case. No, Never no. All right, Hey, what do you guys got for me? Then? What's a good Halloween costume then? Um. Halloween costumes. What I like to see in today's day and age, where some of the stuff that specifically a lot of these girls can do with makeup effects, mm. uh, there's some people that like I follow, or I see on Instagram who who will do full like yeah. full transformations of their whole face and like everything mm. like that, and it's really crazy to see what some of them do. So for Halloween, I like to see somebody who goes really above and beyond with you know makeup as an art product for bringing their costume to life or any sort of really dedicated. Almost like cosplay, where you're going mm. like full-on, balls-to-the-wall, every detail, really going that extra mile. Um, and I like to see people in Halloween costumes where they're very obviously enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. I saw Good Friends of the Pod, Ken and Amy, um, out of John Deveros Saturday for Halloween. Very nice. As well. Yeah, yeah, fully costumed up. There were a lot of costumes out that night. I saw a guy who made his own his own entire like Scarecrow head. Oh. So all the people put in the work.
0: Those Those are the I always love making mine every year. It's mm-hmm. just fun.
3: I saw a lot of people, uh, specifically because it just reminded me of it, a lot of people are dressed up as characters from the Netflix show Big Mouth. Yep. I've been seeing a lot of that. I haven't watched that one yet. Neither have I. It's, it's no. on the list, I guess. But that uh, was something that I saw more of where I was like, well, is this, are these many people really watching this? Yeah, I
2: think GFOP uh, Melfire, who listens to the show, had like the full
3: oh,
0: like yeah. costume costume, which did. seemed
2: very intense. I, I feel like I'm not trying to wear that much costume all night. Yeah. I respect it. What did I see? I saw someone dressed up as Prince. On these that's days. uh Carey, oh, that's Carey the OD's out. Greg Mason. That was great. The costume of the year, that Prince that was costume, great. phenomenal, <laughs> excellent. So guys, uh, this is I found through Google's News Lab. These are the most popular costumes in New York and nationwide across the country. Here's top ten for nationwide. Number one, Fortnite. Number two, Spider Man. Number three, Unicorn. Number four, Dinosaur. Number five, Witch. Number six, Harley Quinn. Number seven just says superhero. I assume that means, like, any catch sort all of superhero. Them, yeah. uh, eight is pirate. Nine is rabbit. And ten is princess. Those are the top ten, according to Google News Lab. No real surprises yeah. on they there. They seem
0: pretty much like uh,
2: New York had different ones, however. There were three that showed up on the New York list that did not show up on the national list. Uh, doll, Ninja, and Mouse. So there you go. Hmm. New York, apparently. I don't know what that says about New York. Uh, the state that had the most unique costumes that showed up on the list were mm-hmm. South Dakota. Oh, wait. You got something to say, Parkinson? Yeah, go Dave, ahead.
6: Damien is doing his Halloween costume. I just wanted to chime in. He's doing Thor. But he Thor. can't bring the hammer because it's a weapon. And he might not be able to be Thor because it's violent. So you can't go to school without weapons. or. Yeah,
3: they didn't let the us primers. bring the weapons either when I was no. in school. They that were was, like, get out of here <laughs> with your axes and <laughs> your all hammers. All superheroes clubs. are violent, right?
6: They just use it for good. Yes, it's true. So, there. how do you decide who's violent as a superhero? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Who the watches weapon. The
3: Watchmen? I gotcha. <laughs> I, just
6: that was a, I just heard that this weekend. It's like no violence or no weapon. So, how but, are superheroes mm-hmm. so high up there? That's both. a great
2: point. A lot, of co- a lot of schools I know don't even let kids do costumes anymore. I've seen. Really? That. Well, high school doesn't let them do it certainly, and middle school they sort of phase I mean, out of you know, it anyway. High way. school,
3: you're just asking for trouble.
2: High school, you're definitely asking for trouble. You're completely
3: asking for trouble. It's not worth Uh, it.
2: So here's the one that I thought was interesting. In South Dakota, there are six costumes that don't show up in any other state's top ten list, which makes it the most unique state in the country. These are the costumes that show up only in South Dakota. You ready? Incredible Hulk, Schoolgirl, 1950s, Robber, Smurf, and Doctor Strange.
0: I feel like those are, like, old costumes.
2: Seems we weird. It's, like, it's all very specific. It's yeah. all very specific. Why? I don't understand, South Dakota. All our South Dakota listeners, please uh, send me a picture of you in your Doctor Strange costume and let me know why. Um, all right. Let's see. Where are we at? 17. Oh, my goodness. This show's going by very quickly. Uh, let's rip through a couple of these strange news stories I didn't have anything else for. Uh, Did you guys know that there is a new musical coming to Broadway and it's based on the music of legendary 90s and 2000s band
3: Smash Mouth? What? I'm not surprised. (laughs) Yeah. I am. Uh, Smash Mouth has become like a weird cultural track based meme, so I'm not surprised (laughs) that
2: the internet has drawn this into fruition. Uh, All Star, the best Broadway musical. Look it up. What's the weirdest band you could think of to base a like musical around, like around like the weirdest band you could that like is popular i'm trying to like they
3: make a rob zombie musical easily oh, you be, could yeah. oh, be, you that, that, that would be, so be a lot be... yeah but that would be a lot easier because see i think you're thinking about it the wrong way, wrong like, way. that's somebody who's got a really visual appeal aesthetic narrative True. like yeah. builds all that stuff in builds in like sample and storyline That's a lot easier to make a musical out of. So no Maroon 5 musical, though, because what's that about? That'd be much tougher. That's tougher. That's like a Vegas show instead. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So... Well, because, like, imagine if you got, like, Coheed and Cambria... And they did a full think about it, (laughs) because all their albums are like this big theme with like volumes and chapter names. Right. You can tell that story of uh, what the lost favorite house of Atlantic or whatever their whole scheme is. Right.
2: And even that Green Day musical is based off of an album that is a quote unquote rock opera, although very like loosely. But But, like
3: it sort of tells a story and has like characters, so it's meant to be interpreted that. What's the story of the Smash Mouth musical?
2: It's about how somebody
3: once told you the world was gonna roll you.
2: And you're not the sharpest tool in the shed. No, it's good. Yeah. Uh, well there you go. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily pay full price to see it. Well, I wouldn't pay any price I to see it.
0: Exactly.
2: I would exactly. Oh. Would, would you go for free? Yeah. Maybe. i go for free. Well, you know, probably that.
3: not. You know what? It'd be one of those things <laughs> where you
0: do food with it, like, I go. Theoretically
3: I'd go what? for free. <laughs> but then the day would come up and be like, Oh, that's today. Uh, not nah, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip it. <laughs> uh the few that never uh, that never dies Continuing
2: on from our youth, uh, did you guys see the story about Fifty Cent, former rapper, uh, now mogul? He bought two hundred front row tickets to a Ja Rule concert just to leave the seats
0: empty. That's (laughs) awful.
3: You know, in a world where like Fifty Cent is a legendary uh, troll on the internet and Instagram, (laughs) it's unbelievable (laughs) the things that he does to all these people, and the fact that he's still going after Ja Rule like fifteen years later. (laughs) It's it's outrageous. (laughs) It just never lets it die. And it's not like Josh seems to be bringing it up out there. At least no. I'm not looking. I don't know. I didn't even what He was, was just—he was no. He just got out of prison, up there in Marcy. <laughs> Poor guy. He was in Marcy for years. Ja Rule or Marcy or one of the very really? close. Really, I had hills. no huh. idea. Up the, up the hill. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, one more uh, piece of news. Uh, did you guys see that the first retail marijuana uh, shop is now open on the e- is going to open in the East Coast first mm-hmm. one in east of the yeah. Mississippi. So yeah, well, that's the reason I'm bringing it up. It is in a place called Northampton, Massachusetts. The home of the original podcasting old god legend, god of the podcast, old god friend Dan AviSado, the man, the myth, the legend, the man on the family on the Wookiee podcast. That's his his place of residence right now. So I wonder if he's going to get a job there. Not you know what? On.
3: Not anymore since he's such yeah. a buttoned down like conservative man in his old age. But I was actually it's funny you bring him up because I was texting it's him true. earlier this week. He was talking to me about some novel reviewing he's been doing. Oh um, no. Oh no. Okay, it <laughs> oh, no. was. Okay, was. Oh no. So yeah, it was uh it's it's interesting to see. I mean maybe it might, might give you an interesting reason to go out and visit the guy and see what all this uh legal marijuana thing's all about. He asked me
2: for that novel
3: privately. Did uh, you actually give it to him? <laughs> yes, I did. I couldn't tell. I, I did give it <laughs> to him. Why is it that bad? Alright, no, no, we'll move it was, on. <laughs> it was good, but it was funny, and you know with him I can never tell if he's just making stuff up.
2: Yeah yeah i shouldn't have given it to him i feel like it was a mistake the minute i said it i knew it was a mistake um so last but not least we'll close out in something that i wanted to talk about last week did you guys see that nebraska is leaning into their new tourist pitch which is just honestly it's not for everybody no. <laughs> it's just like they're really leaning into it it's they really
0: like, don't want you to come there their
2: slogan is like famous for our flat boring landscape and it's like pictures of people like going rock climbing and stuff uh Honestly, it's not for everyone. Is the new tagline? I really think that's kind of clever. It's yeah,
3: genius. It's really good to lean into it. Um, you got to do something because you can't. Everybody's campaign can't be like, "Come to our state; it's the best." Like, it's true. Showing
0: different. everybody happy and set yourself in. apart. Mm-hmm.
3: So, I found this list of uh, honest
2: U.S. tourism slogans uh, of varying. Oh, I love it. Of varying U.S. quality, uh, varying quality. Some are good, some are bad. We'll just go from here. Uh, so here we go, Chicago. Come for the pizza, stay because you were murdered. Uh, California, come for the beautiful weather, leave because you can't afford it. They're all come and leave ones that you can tell already right now. Okay. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, come for the music, leave because of the music. Uh, Denver, Colorado, come for the weed. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> yes. Buffalo, come for the chicken wings, stay because you can't find your car. Uh, Michigan, come for the scenery, stay because your car was stolen. The car ones in here. Uh, Arkansas. Come for the meth, stay because you traded your car for meth. (laughs)
4: Uh,
2: Alaska, nobody you know lives here. That's a good one. (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: Minnesota, come for the college. One of the most appealing
0: draws. It's
3: like, wait a minute, hang on. Uh,
2: Texas, come for the Alamo, stay because your tires melted. Florida, come for the weather, stay because an elderly person ran you over with their car. Uh, North Dakota. Never mind, there's nothing here. (laughs) So, there you go. That's it. Honest tourism slogans. You got one for Utica? Come to Utica... Stay for the pizza. Stay for, yeah,
0: probably more like a riggies or. Yeah, the come for food. the pizza. <laughs> stay for
2: our two
3: weeks of summer. I don't
0: have one yes.
3: for Utica. I've only got I've got the one for Rome that I always like to use, but I don't have one for Utica. What's the one What's for your Rome? Rome? When in Rome, leave. Leave. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Classic. Yeah,
3: true. It's the worst. It's All right.
0: The worst. <laughs> Sorry, Rome
3: people. Thank you
2: once again to Joshua Real. Remember to check out uh, KO Industrial Horror Realm. They have two more uh, dates. Halloween night, November 3rd. Check out the uh, the Atribe Escape Ward. Go to their website. Check them out for more info. Thank you once again to Mark Simon from the Utica Zoo for joining us. Uh, good friend. Uh, always a pleasure to have him on. Follow Heather on Twitter. Follow Kevin on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Or just follow the show at Uticast. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts. We're taking over the web. Keep it tight, folks. Uh, Woodstock lives uh, what's a good scary thing I can say? Uh, keep it spooky. That's a good no, one.
0: don't
2: say it. No, is that worse? Do you prefer keep it? Don't say anything. Keep it. Keep it spooky. Spooky Ooh. tight. Spooky, spooky tight. tight. All right. We'll be back for a non-Halloween-themed episode next week. Vote. Vote. Ooh.